Hi guys, thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode of Tongue Tied in the Realm. This is me, your host, Josh. And today I had Carly Stevenson. Carly is a former Deputy State Director for New Hampshire, Communications Director, and she was a State Coordinator in Indiana. Uh, but she's not here to talk about any politics. Uh, this episode is about early internet culture, uh, Tiger King. Uh, well, examining Tiger King. And lastly, I guess, about polyamory. And I know it may sound like none of it makes sense. And it's not related, but two of them are. And one of them was just a topic we started on. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. Uh, actually, we've seen any, I've seen an increase in people listening to the podcast. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, enjoy the interview. And see you on the other side. Bye. Hi, it's Josh, and I'm here with Carly, uh, my former boss's boss and friend of the pod. Hi, Carly. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. How is... You're in Indiana, right? How's Indiana treating you? I am. Um, I am in Indianapolis with my wife and brother and our two cats. Um, And Indiana is actually treating me pretty well. Um, I think I'm handling this quarantine thing better than some other folks I know. This is not like a, this is, this is not a flex. I think it's just, you know, it's just a fact. It's just a humble brag. It's just a humble brag. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm an only child, you know, I trained for this. (laughs) You know what? That's how I feel too, because like, uh, I got my first computer, I think when I was like seven. Uh, my parents wow. got me like one of those old computers that had like you have to write like run uh asteroids game dot xcx nice. and then like it would Excellent. open it up or whatever so I'm, i've been ready to be online for a long time <laughs> i love it uh, i love it and now it's coming in handy yeah uh, no i mean you're... no oh, go, go for ahead it. <laughs> no 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 I'm it, whenever like I, I cut people off it's always to say a joke so I always feel bad when they stop no 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 cut me off and say a joke <laughs> the moment's gone uh, yeah I, I I say so much I, I I crack so many jokes that I forget them like immediately after they're out of my brain <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people who still know what Usenet groups are are really ready for this moment especially yeah. if you're young and you know what they are yeah, I've been I've been spending a lot of time on like IIRCs, uh, and I'm just like, fuck! I wish AIM was back because I could leave an away message. That would be <laughs> fucking cool. So I was in college when I got AIM, um, and my friend, uh, who I'm still friends with, very good friends with, he was one of my, he was in my wedding party. He told me that, like, so I knew what AIM was before I got to college, but I didn't have it, right? Because I, like, didn't actually have my own computer. I used to have to, like, use my mom's, like, IBM ThinkPad to type papers in high school, like, um, on her work computer. But I get to college. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to download AIM, you know, use Instant Messenger. And um, my friend was like, yeah, when I first got to the dorm, And I, I heard all these like, and he's like, I didn't, I was like, what is that? (laughs) Oh God. I just had like an immense flashback to like, (laughs) 
<laughs> just getting all those fucking messages. <laughs> I feel like I okay, so I shouldn't even I shouldn't even like admit this because I'm just I'm just gonna embarrass myself so badly. But like I, <laughs> I definitely have a lot of cringe when I think about like the kinds of things that I used to like post as away messages. <laughs> no i don't i'm fucking i'm like i i remember like one that was on forever was like uh so slip my wrist and close my eyes from <laughs> from Hawthorne Heights. and i was like fuck yeah i was like that sounds cool as shit <laughs> I, I actually i actually so i this is this is really bad this is probably the most like embarrassing away message that i ever posted like i was out with the same friend um who I was at, who I actually dated, um, but then he and I both turned out to be gay. Um, <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. I Classic. Um, it's really funny because, like, now that that feels really normal. But back then, when I broke up with him because I was gay, and then two weeks later, he told me that he was gay in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Um, that was, like, really weird. And I, I was like, people aren't even going to believe me. And so I was like embarrassed to say, well, actually we're both gay because I was, because I was <laughs> like, so convinced that people were going to be like, you're full of shit. That doesn't happen in real life. But it's actually <laughs> quite common. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be a very, very common thing. <laughs> like I don't know why people, like you, if you told me that, I'd be like, oh yeah, that completely makes sense. But I feel so like, sense. yeah, like. But it, you know, it was 2005, man. It was a different world. <laughs> Oh, we had just invaded Iraq. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, <laughs> but, we hadn't um, been there for fifteen years. <laughs> but so, so I remember Dan and I, um, my very good friend slash gay ex boyfriend. Um, so Dan and I, and then another friend of ours, like we're going out one night, and I remember I put as an away message in like really terrible font too. <laughs> It was like, oh, yeah, you have to have like, like the weird fucking font. font. I don't, I can't remember what it is. Um, but I, I, it was literally like, actually, no, it wasn't my away message. I put up his away message and it was like, hook it up, exclamation point, out with my fave something and my fave girl. It was so bad. It was just like, <laughs> I can't believe, I, I can't believe those things. I mean, I'm sure I'll be embarrassed by this entire podcast in another 15 years. If if there's a planet in 15. That's if the good thing true. about the podcast is like, the world might end in the next like three years. Who the fuck knows? You know what, though? It'd be really great if like the aliens come, you know, and they find all this detritus and all these artifacts from human civilization and they find this podcast. And oh, then there's, like, I hope little, not. <laughs> there's like little alien babies that are like, we're going to we're going to listen to a, a, a primary source material of just like, you know, what it was like for regular people during the pandemic. Like, apparently there was a lot of gay, uh, gay guy, uh, lesbian woman uh, <laughs> couples. <laughs> And, and you it know, was very common. It was very common in in uh, in West in American society um right before the the fall of the uh, collapse, the, collapse of, of <laughs> the event they just call it the event <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh, i feel like there's no easy segue <laughs> like, I, I have to say though this is this really is exactly what i felt and hoped that being on a podcast would be like 
you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the easy banter, um, you know, just you and me being really good, making, making jokes. Um, you know, yeah. that's something that I've been thinking about. It's like, uh, I used, I remember I used to watch a lot of like stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. but now I don't find any of it funny because now what makes me laugh is like hearing people get to the joke, like coming up with a joke in real time instead of like <laughs> having practice material. So yeah. like, this is why I really like podcasts now, like that ephemeral. Right. I don't know what it is. Like, you can like it's not like we, we set up jokes before this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can assure the audience we did not. <laughs> yeah. If you've met me, you know I'm very like gung-ho about shit. I don't think I prepare that much for anything. No, you're you're wild. You're just wildin'. You're like, I'm just you're just out there being yourself, seizing the day. You know, rise and grind. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like you definitely could be a rise and grind guy, Josh. Like if you want. <laughs> no, I fucking I hate that culture. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you could totally create a persona and really. Grind yeah, I, that. I, I I'm like for sure. Like if I was gonna be a grifter, that would be my grift. <laughs> Just being out here getting this bread. Like, Absolutely. Uh, what's that I've seen that post that it's like, if you don't come out of the, the quarantine having read two books, writing 50 pages, like shit like that. Right. You're like, you didn't You've lack wasted time. your time. You lack discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit. And I'm like, that shut the fuck up. Like, You're like, no, man. I, I, I lack the ability to get a refill on my Vyvanse prescription. Yeah, it's like, yo, I... Also, would like to just chill. I don't know if you know this, but uh, everybody works over forty hours, dog. Like, shut the fuck up. It's true. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, I, I was gonna say something. What was it? I don't know. It's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my oh, world. Oh, I I know what it was. So I on the subject of stand up comedians. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, my wife and I have gone to, what's that? (laughs) I was like, have you seen the president lately? (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom. Uh, so my wife and I have gone to see a lot of like live stand-up comedy because, um, the comedy clubs here in Indianapolis, basically they're just constantly giving away free tickets. Like as long as you buy two drinks, like they'll let you in, like they don't care. Um, and I don't enjoy a lot of stand-up comedy anymore because it really is all just like a bunch of mediocre white guys being like women am I right people and I was like it occurred to me I was like I should go to one of these amateur nights and just like just like dog on these guys like just be like like my whole routine should just be about how these fools are not funny that their lives are not interesting and that they should, you know, get out of comedy and go be like a, an assistant marketing director at some local distillery. Um, because it's just like every single one of these guys, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, some stupid, long rambling story about how like they rear-ended a woman and, you know, she was kind of hot, but in a weird way. And, you know, and they're like, and what about girls wearing heels? I mean, what's up with that? I'm like, what are you, Dane Cook from like <clears throat> 2005? <laughs> like, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I feel like 
that's one of my major problems with like comedy now or like at least stand-up comedy it just feels very stale and like it's always like uh i feel like a lot of the ones that i see are like i'm gonna say a word i shouldn't be using or like right yeah they're like i'm just gonna like pepper this in with like a bunch of stories about women that definitely didn't happen like that definitely is a fever dream of yours mixed in yeah. with a few racial <laughs> slurs and that's like your average stand-up yeah, like, comedy routine yeah like in bat like uh like hitting on not well not hitting but like attacking like lgbtqi people and like and then and then complaining about how like they can't do that anymore <laughs> i know and you <laughs> and it's like i think it's because i think it's because partially you know, they hear other comedians who are from particular communities, right? Like making these jokes about themselves, right? And their own communities, which is okay. Um, but then they're like, well, you know, Carly, you can? called yourself yeah. like a fat lesbian. Why can't I call you a fat lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, very like... I don't know, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> but they also, like, they also talk about how, like, they don't have, like, the... That, like, society doesn't let them do it. And it's like, dog, you have a one-hour special on Netflix. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, like, yeah. Like, you, you, if you have a Comedy Central special or a Netflix special, like, you are not, you are not downtrodden. I mean, you might be in the grand scheme of things because being a comedian is, like, such a sad, ex- like, existence that, you know, you, you might actually still have a really bad life even though you have a Netflix special. But that's just because, you know, you're like a comedian and comedians have sad lives, not because like, you know, not because of like, you know, woke culture or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, I think your mic's doing something weird. Oh, no. Okay. I'm probably moving around too much. Is that better? Uh, Wait, is that? I think. Wait. You got you to gotta cut all this. <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, okay. I think it's my headphones. Okay, cool. It's your fault. Uh, shit rolls downhill, my friend. Yeah, it, it was my headphones, my bad. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but everything was fine. Cool. Because I could hear everything you were saying. There was just like a click in the back. Oh, but okay. 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 Uh, um, so let's talk about why you're right. here, Carly. Let's, let's okay. talk about... So- I want to preface this by saying I know that there have been a zillion Tiger King takes, so don't email Josh <laughs> or message him or comment on this and be like, everyone's talking about Tiger King. We know. I want, <laughs> yeah, you know, I believe me, this, dog. I know people are talking about Tiger King. <laughs> I, I was supposed to do this last week, but then we had a tornado. Not in my neighborhood, but like <laughs> several miles away. The sirens went off. Um, you know what? Maybe there is something about God not liking gay people. <laughs> it's true because you totally screwed it up because I shit you not. I was not lying. When I messaged you eight minutes before we were supposed to do this, sirens <laughs> were like, <laughs> Maybe God is also fed up with Tiger King. <laughs> He's it's like, true. this is enough content. I, it's true. Yeah. So, um, so Tiger King, for those of you who um, have been in a silent retreat for the last you know, two, <laughs> two weeks. All of you guys that have been uh, reading two books, writing no papers. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, that have been on your grind. <laughs> so Tiger King is just 
absolutely create is just this incredible limited series on Netflix that honestly was created in a lab, like just just for me. Um, like just the algorithm really got it right. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the 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 anti-hero um, <clears throat> of the show. I don't is... even call him that. He's like a he's a straight up hero. <laughs> we could have a whole podcast about that, about whether Joe Exotic <laughs> is a hero or an anti-hero. Um, so hero, uh, controversial hero uh, slash anti-hero Joe Exotic is this like bleach blonde, mulleted, gay, gun-toting, tiger-owning, redneck zookeeper <laughs> who also has like a fake country music career a milli vanilli yeah uh, like a oh milli yeah vanilli yeah <laughs> he he makes he goes through all the trouble of making these videos and i guess self i guess self-publishing um you know self-releasing albums but he doesn't sing on any of his tracks <laughs> he's like a I, soundcloud rapper but yeah. better <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wishes he had the success of the the ultimate SoundCloud rapper, Little Nas X. Um, uh, he he his his clothing is about as fabulous though as as Little Nas X. Yeah. Um, he had he had that sweet fucking like EMT jacket that he was just wearing that <laughs> episode, and I was like, fuck yeah. So so I so I'll lay this out by saying that almost everyone in this series is a terrible person like all the lead characters in my opinion are shady at best and just straight up terrible horrible people i actually really really like unsarcastically like joe exotic (laughs) you know what though because he he's like cut out they cut out all of his racism, though. Of oh, no, like, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, of like, course he's racist. Like, of course. Like, I, when I was like, watching the show, I was like, I am, yeah, I was like, I am actually amazed he hasn't dropped the N-word. And then yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, like, he, the, he, the news articles came out, and I was like, yep. <laughs> it was like, for to. sure. Like, I also I'm sure like, he also hates Jewish people. <laughs> I feel like sure. he probably has, like, I feel like he probably is one of those guys that, has like a lot of really a sort of niche or obscure like racist slurs that he uses that like he would drop them and, and <laughs> yeah not he, he he for sure has like some old old like <laughs> like some racist words that haven't been uttered in a major city <laughs> like, right yeah in like the past the, 50 the people years. will have to go online and be like what is that word <laughs> Um, so Joe Exotic, um, yeah, I, here's what I'll say about Joe Exotic. So I, I actually, I appreciate in this series, I appreciate the diversity of gayness that is presented as a gay myself, um, that is presented in this show, right? Because I would say that most, you know, most popular culture um gay gay men you know lesbians too um you know lgbtq people we sort of fit 
a few kind of standard tropes, right? And Joe Exotic just busts them all. And also his <laughs> his campaign manager for when he ran for governor as a libertarian. Josh, whatever. Josh, he is also gay. He our uh-huh, our man is a is a gay libertarian from Oklahoma who was the manager of the guns department at Walmart. Um, <laughs> and that is the kind of diversity that I think that I, I honestly think our community needs, right? Because people in our community, cause I'm going to get up on, I'll get up on my soapbox here for a minute. So <laughs> as a, not like I haven't been on it for the past 20 minutes, um, as a LGBTQ person in the great state of Indiana, right? <clears throat> I think that people for in the discourse and in popular culture, uh, you know, people forget that like there are actually a lot of LGBTQ people in red states, right? Like we exist, we live here, we don't just live on the coast. Carly, or- do you mean to say? Gay people don't only live in California. It's true. Or in New it's York. True. <laughs> like, they that's ran a lot. Out of or Miami. For us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I tried yeah, to go there to and they were like, I'm sorry. We're full. Um, <laughs> we're full. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Just like you know. every other minority, you're getting pushed out. Gentrification at its worst. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now I'm here, you know, in Indianapolis, um, you know, just. Uh, taking it one day at a time, man. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, I think that there are actually, there are actually, you know, there are a lot of gay guys who are very attenuated versions of Joe Exotic, right? Like, like when there, when I was growing up in New Hampshire and there was like one gay club that we used to go to when I was in college, um, whenever I would go there, there'd always be like, these guys wearing like uh, like Dale Earnhardt shirts who would come out of the woodwork from, you know, Epping or whatever other, whatever rural town they lived in in New <laughs> Hampshire to like go be uncomfortably gay, um, you know, at the club. Um, no, and I felt for them because it was like, it was this weird, you know, right? Like it's this weird place because there you could tell like, right, th- this is, not a guy that tip would would typically go to like a, a dance club, which is what this place was. Um, but you know, there are there are a lot of there are a lot of people like that, and um, and I also think too, <clears throat> you know, I think that LGBTQ people are often maybe feel some pressure to disavow like where they're from or where they grew up or like the culture that they grew up in. Um, but it's, but it's not necessarily all bad for, for everyone. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a thing that happens uh, once again for like every minority, like you get pushed to be like, Oh yeah. Like I don't play soccer. And like, at least when I was growing up, it's like, <laughs> you're supposed to play football like everybody else. And like, right. You're not supposed to be proud of like where you're actually from. You're supposed to be proud of like, the main culture or whatever. And it's like, nah, fuck you guys. Like I like my food to have more than just salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. I use seasoned salt in almost all of mine. 
Um, <laughs> You're like, I actually have garlic salt at home. So. I do. I do. I actually have two full drawers of spices. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and they're in alphabetical order. Uh, oh, God, no. That's too hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... So Tiger King, so Joe Exotic, um, I think he is, I, I'm going to say it now, I think Joe Exotic is, despite him being a bad person, I think his aesthetic is a win for my community. <laughs> for representation? Um, for present, yeah, for representation. Um, uh, but yeah, th- there are so many good, like, I I actually I didn't know this world existed. Um, I should have known. Like that was very that was very ignorant of me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that like people who want to live with five hundred pound cats are a little off. You know, there's like a little little something little something going on. Um, to me, it's like <clears throat> to me him and like the people around him well mostly him like just represents america like it's so contradicting it's so polarizing and it's like always chasing this like celebrity like he wants to be a celebrity that's the big thing and it's like right absolutely that's what everybody here wants to be like they want to be famous for something and like if they can be their passion cool (laughs) and if they can't and I also think too, I think that, that that contradiction that you bring up is a really good point, right? Because I think here's the problem that that people have in, in this age of, of, dare I say it, cancel culture, um, is that like nobody, very few people are like all good or all bad, right? So like I, like Joe Exotic did some really bad things. Um, and he definitely exploited people and he was clearly an asshole to people. Like the follow-up t- episode, basically all the staff were like, yeah, he just yelled at us every day. He was an asshole. Right. But then he would cook this huge Thanksgiving meal and anyone who didn't have a place to go could come have Thanksgiving with him and, and the, the team and his, you know, his staff and, and his family. Um, and, and I think that's, I think that is the lesson of Tiger King, right? Which is that people are, whether people are very rarely villains or heroes, um, except for me, I'm always a hero and you, um, but (laughs) no, I have to be someone, I want to be the bad guy. You're the anti-hero. I actually like apart from being rude to people and exploiting them, like, I, don't, I think he was entrapped into the whole Carol Baskin things. Who has it coming? Because she definitely killed her husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's yeah. also a terrible person to her, to her like volunteers. Oh my um, God. Wait, the, 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 so the part where she has all those volunteers come in that day and they all have the different colored t-shirts. I was yeah. like, my wife and I are watching it. And I was like, I turned to her and I was like, Holy shit! This is a multi-level marketing scam for big yeah. cat volunteers. She's she's like she's worse than Joe because like if not, like Joe at least like didn't pay them enough. Obviously, like yeah, no, he definitely least, was violating labor laws, even Oklahoma yeah. labor laws. <laughs> but at least he like made an attempt, right? Like that right. other fucking lady didn't give them shit except for like different color shirts, and she didn't even manage them. Like she let themselves take care of each other. She was no, she was like. I know. 
<laughs> she was basically capitalism. <laughs> like that, it's like that scene <laughs> where she could like, die tomorrow and that shit would keep going. Oh, I know. That scene where she's like, I don't even know who the interns are. I mean, I I I I don't really know about them until they're two years in. I'm like, who the fuck has a two-year internship? Like, yeah. And and she was when she said, um, oh, we don't pay people to do animal care. You know, that's something that people can do for free. And it's like, wait a minute, you're not you're telling me that feeding tigers is not a highly skilled, like that that's not a skill set. Um no, it's it's <laughs> I mean, it makes no, complete I, sense. I actually I definitely am on the page. So so I will say this. My biggest takeaway from I feel like I'm going to say that four more times. So one of my major takeaways <laughs> is I've never seen so many bad people say so many true things. Like my wife and I are watching the show and and you know either like Joe or Carol or Doc Antle or you know some some other character that was just not a great person um you I was just like wow yeah no they're right about that <laughs> um <laughs> it's like the, I feel like the, it's like how, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave brave <laughs> i think what's it called the only people in that whole show that i trusted were the people that worked at joe's uh sue yeah sack like, was definitely yeah. a good one he was a good one um and then honestly i have to say on in the in the after show which was basically joel McHale, um former talk soup host and the community yeah he was community. in the community yeah or community sorry um he, it was just him interviewing people, and it was all mostly the former staffers, except for Jeff Lowe, who took over. Um, <clears throat> Hells yeah. Jeff is also, like, a very American character. <laughs> he really is. I really liked how Joel actually asked him, he was like, so how many Affliction t-shirts do you own? And the guy earnestly was like, I think about 60. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, um, what? if you're gonna rock something, rock it like that guy. Like he owns his look. No, totally, absolutely. I mean, that's why I. That's also what I appreciated about. Um, uh, remember John and Kate plus eight, and I don't yeah. remember his last name, but John and like the Ed Hardy T-shirts. <laughs> that man was just a one man like walking billboard for Ed Hardy, and he owned it. Um, and it's too bad he probably doesn't wear them anymore, which I think is bad because you you gotta you gotta pick a look and stick with it that's what joe did that's what joe exotic did um yeah i think like the thing about the characters is all of them like carol baskin joe exotic jeff lowe doc Antle. the creepy guy yeah doc Antle. Yeah. that guy's that guy's that, the actually like it's like that the guy and then the carol baskins yeah 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 he's totally because he's like my man's show. definitely a cult leader like <laughs> oh 100 sure. percent. he's like 100 percent a cult leader he's like 100 percent. like in another life he's definitely like a fundamentalist you know mormon on like you know some desert ranch where and he's got like 10 wives and like that's he he's basically just the libertine version of that um yeah i'm i'm glad that like eastern religion got to him before western religion. <laughs> his his safari got raided though in december of 2019 i don't know the details oh, though 
But um, I think that was a good thing. Uh, hopefully they freed his wives. Um, As well, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, the thing is, like, I feel like even if they did, like, even, even if the wife saw the documentary and, like, figured out how it looks, like, I feel like once you're in a cult like that, like, you're fucking stuck. <laughs> like, I actually though, but but remember they interviewed that woman who escaped, um, Barbara the one Fisher, who left, yeah. the yeah. one who had the beautiful English setter dog. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted to hear more from her because I thought she was very smart and thoughtful, um, and I think that she had. It seemed like she. I was interested. I was just interested to hear more from her about her reflections on her own experience and what it was like being at Doc Antle's ranch safari. Um, I think all of these people like exploit other people and they're really good at seeing how their rivals exploit people, but they totally don't think what they're doing is exploitation. Right. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. It's like the three of them had something about their personality that was like, just attractive to people and they also yeah. knew to pray to pray on like uh, i don't want to say weaker people but like people with like a, a, a smaller sense of themselves yeah um, well and I, yeah totally because i think right because you've got you've got carol baskin who i think just preys on sensitive insecure women who love big cats um <laughs> Like, whose husbands probably haven't told them they're beautiful in, like, 10 years. Yeah. Um, the classic, uh, the classic disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know who Carol, you know who Carol Baskin, you know who I think Carol Baskin's target demographic is? It's, it's I, I this exact you, target. I know you're I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay, so, I used to work, so one Christmas season, I worked at Bath and Body Works in the mall at night to make extra money. And my manager was this awesome young gay guy named Maddie. And he'd been at the company since he was like, I don't know, 15 or 16, right? And he told me that back before the Bath and Body Works rebrand, where they decided to be chic, you know, they used I, and of course, I remembered this actually from when I was younger. They were this, they had this country aesthetic and everything was like, you know, red and white gingham, you know, in the baskets and like sort of had this like picnic basket kind of country look. And he told me that when that store first opened in the mall and that this was part of like company protocol, they would hug customers when they came in. <laughs> So that woman, right? The woman who is like so neglected and like unloved by her husband or her children who goes to Bath and Body Works to get hugs from, to like buy cherry blossom lotion to make themselves feel. And I'm not making fun of these women, by the way. Like I, I absolutely, I, I feel, I feel their pain. This hurt, like, I, I like, think I, I said it in one of the other podcasts, but like <laughs> I completely understand when people are like that. Like I'm desperate to go to a bar because like that's where I like do my social like interacting yeah. with people. Mm -hmm. And like we're living in like we were already living before this whole thing started in like the loneliest country in the world at the loneliest time in history. And like yeah. this is only like 
added exponentially to how lonely people feel. Absolutely. Uh, like <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the, 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 the problem with loneliness and lack of community is um, why my wife and I run a Catholic worker community. I mean, that's a big part of it. Um, not to get too off on a tangent, um, but for those who are interested, we, uh, we uh, run a house of hospitality and um, we've got folks who live there who, you know, either slip through the cracks or they like need to leave a bad housing situation. Um, but it's like an intentional community. And then we, we live just down the street, but yeah, no, the lack of community is a major problem. Um, and Carly also has a tiger Sue. I do <laughs> in the backyard, in the backyard. Um, that you, you know. can volunteer at if you feel like it. Exactly, and if you make it, if you make it past a week, I'll give you a beige T-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to start at beige, and then you work your way up to like taupe, and then you know, then you, you. I'm not gonna lie to you, Carly. <laughs> I don't even know what those colors are. <laughs> Um, they're just, you know, they're just varying, varying degrees of, of, uh, like the of, skin crayon, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, from on my side of the skin of the box. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, um, yeah, no. So I think like Carol Baskin's target demographic is like, you know, the, the women who, you know, are unloved and unappreciated by their husbands and children, um, and probably their mothers too, who like go to Bath and Body Works to get hugs from the manager. Um, like, I think that's her target demographic. Um, yeah. You know, Definitely. and I think that they also have this weird parasocial relationship with big cats where they like think the big cats even though they're doing the whole it's bad for them to be in captivity and you know they're beautiful and they need 400 square miles of space out in the wild i still think that all of carol's volunteers think that like the tigers look deep into their eyes and understand them yeah and it's like they're projecting onto them yeah and it's like they don't it's like sweetie sweetheart they don't understand you i mean they understand that maybe like you feed them right um and that's okay you know i mean that's the basis of like right i mean that's that's the basis of my relationship with my cat <laughs> you know <laughs> but my cat yeah, if you want a me. deep emotional connection get yourself a dog because dogs understand you <laughs> it's true dogs and horses but it's yeah hard to horses horse. too yeah in the house yeah it's way harder it's, it's you know it's you probably cheaper land. than keeping a tiger but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the horse is not gonna take your arm off the horse just might you know kick the shit out of you yeah give you a blunt trauma injury um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i um i have to say though too the other thing that i think didn't get enough exploration is you know, the Joe Exotic hired all these folks that, frankly, like, you know, it's like he exploited them and he was an asshole to them. And 
he also gave people a chance that other who that you know when no one else would right yeah there's that one scene where he's talking to that lady who just got out of prison and she has nowhere to go nothing to do and it's like yeah (laughs) as fucked up as it is he was providing for society's like like people we've discarded, like people that right. go to prison, get out, and then we're like, oh yeah, like we're done, fuck you. Uh, yeah. And he was there to provide a service that the state couldn't provide, which is fucking insane. Right. Yeah, like when Joe Exotic is your social safety net, like things are fucked up. Like um, he was, he was better than like I'm pretty sure the state of Oklahoma. Like he provided them probably. housing and yeah. food. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the thing, that's the thing, like, I, like, I think it's really easy. I think it's really easy for people of perhaps, you know, a certain class or relation or education level or geography to really like turn their nose down at Joe Exotic and really like make fun of him in a very kind of punching down sort of way. But I think that the the truth is like, none of you folks would have hired most of these folks, right? You'd be too afraid to, right? Like, even though, even though the truth is, is that the, like, almost all of his staff were, like, really cared about the animals um, and were decent people, right? I mean, who were doing their best and trying hard and, and, you know, were, wanted to do right by the animals and were trying to do right by each other. and were just like getting up every day and doing the best that they could. And I think like, that's the, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, yeah, like they, all... they, they had, they had all the intentions and they like, obviously very quickly, they learned the skills that they needed in order to do this. The one thing they're passionate is just like, they didn't have before or maybe after an outlet for this thing. And right. it's like, it's <clears throat> almost like if you give people opportunity they will do things that will amaze you. And you don't right. have to like, you don't have to garden off opportunities from people because you think only only smart people can get it or only like rich people will understand or whatever. Right. It's like, no, actually, like if you, if you teach people something that they're passionate about, they will probably be better at it than like most other people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's like, um, you know, that's the... That's, that was, that's my biggest, like, that's, that's, that's my biggest takeaway. That's my catchphrase now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to make shirts for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, uh, I think that Joe really, um, I mean, I definitely think it's, I mean, I think that Joe really, like he was just a very broken person, you know? I mean, like I think psychologically and, you know, and otherwise, I mean, cause I think, you know, right. He, he really struggled with being gay. I mean, the whole reason why he had that like limp and that, um, you know, the, the like uh, leg brace. brace on his leg was because he like tried to kill himself. He drove himself off a bridge. I mean, that's, that's intense, intense stuff. And, um, you know, but unfortunately a lot of times what happens to people who are, who experience severe trauma 
is then they then go on to traumatize other people, right? Like if you don't break the cycle and if you don't find an outlet and are able to get help and to heal or to at least come to a place of stasis, right? Where you can kind of be okay and, and live an okay life, then like you end up, you end up turning that trauma on other people, right? Um, because I, I think in many ways, right. I mean, like his exploitation of his husbands, um, I think his final husband was actually gay. Like the guy that he ended up marrying at like the, you know, after, after John left him and then after Travis died. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I think that the third guy was, is actually gay, but I mean, this is like, it's like you just needed, you know, it's like there was no one to shake him and be like, dude, you were a confused young gay man and now you are preying upon these confused young guys who are vulnerable and have obviously, I don't, you know, have obviously had potent, have issues with drugs, although it's not clear if they had issues with drugs before they got together or if they had issues with drugs because he, of yeah. Joe Exotic. Like, because, I, yeah. I mean, it's like that thing. To me, it's like that thing. It's like, <clears throat> like, uh, there's that, uh, use, use, uh, drug use rate amongst like minority, uh, men and, um, even white men, I think, and LGBTQI people is like high compared to other parts of the population is totally. like, oh, do you think there's something, do you think there's a systematic problem where these people have some sort of trauma that they're not able to deal with and they <laughs> go into this or like, what, what do you think it is? You know, like, yeah, it's clear. And it's I also clear how someone fucking with you would like make you go into drugs. Yeah. I think it's also like a self perpetuating thing too. Right. Like it's like you become right. So if you're like with these, you know, you're, you know, you're whatever, you're a young guy and you're, you've got some, you've got some struggles and you're young. So you're like, you know, you might be partying anyway. Um, but for people who, you know, don't have those struggles, they can party and then move on. Right. But then it's like, okay, you, you start to drink, you start to do drugs. Um, and then it's like, and it starts out as like, oh, just partying and having a good time. And then it becomes like a self medication thing and then it's like it's like I mean because like it's clear to me like Travis was a prisoner I mean he he I mean Joe Exotic's never gonna cop to that but I mean it's clear based on what Josh the campaign manager was saying that he felt like he was a prisoner um yeah, 100% which is which is horrible um and it's like but I think that, you know, the more that he felt like that and the, the more that he was like using drugs to self-medicate those feelings, but then the more that you, you know, the more that you use drugs and your, your head's messed up, then like you do crazy things like point guns at people, point guns at your own head. I mean, just like, it's just, I, the That's just cool Travis, behavior. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just very cool guy behavior. <laughs> <laughs> that's just alpha that's just you know yeah, that's, that's just that's just you gotta keep your homies on their toes you know <laughs> yeah no um it's 
yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just being a man is, uh, you know, pointing guns at people. I mean, that's kind of true. Unfortunately, I feel like the, the entire, like all of human history since the advent of the gun has, I mean, that's a lot of what dudes do. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we all have some sort of repressed feelings about sexuality <laughs> guns yeah. are like a penis <laughs> and you're pointing them on other guys like uh, <laughs> i'm not being like i'm not being i'm not trying to be witty or anything like it's actually something i've thought about for a long you're time you're like actually i've thought a lot about this um yeah <laughs> i have yeah. thought a lot about like sexuality <laughs> yeah no um there's definitely there's there's definitely yeah i agree with that i don't have anything witty to say i i, I think that there's a connection there <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think like, I, honestly, honestly, like the scenes with Travis, I think were some of the saddest of the whole series, because this was a young guy who I think really needed help, um, needed to get out of that situation and wasn't able to, um, and I it was real. I, I I was really sad when you know the the scenes where with the interviews with his mom. Um, yeah, that was how, very sad. You know, she felt like Joe was just like, "All right, I'm done with you." You know, on to the next one. On to the next, yeah. Um, but uh, I I, so I think going, one of the oh sorry, go ahead. I think one of the tragedies to me is that like Joe does like when they talk about why he started this or like why he's doing this and it involves like his brother dying and stuff yeah i think it's it's extremely sad because his major problem when it comes to the tiger stuff or like anything really in general is that i think that's why it was great that they had like the three of them like carol baskins uh joe and don antle it's like his problem was that he he wasn't rich enough to keep the place going and he wasn't right like like carol baskins like that was his major sin he wasn't rich enough to keep the place going so he had to do right. the cup petting and all that dumb shit whereas like she has uh like millions of followers on social media and they like right. there's millions of views on her channel so that means she's making like a lot of money just on social media stuff right plus uh, she has her deceased yeah she killed her husband millions. my boy don your point i don't think i gotta say though i don is also a villain in this story in my opinion i don't know about that he's good as hell he was cool as shit he was just trying to get a, a new wife just having just... multiple yeah multiple women somewhere in south america just hanging out yeah do you know what my you know what my wife told me so my wife did like a lot of because my wife was the valedictorian and she's very smart and um and so she did a lot of like extra credit reading about the show. And she told me um, in one of the articles that she read that, that your boy Don would, and okay. And, and before I say this, I am not casting aspersions on this as an activity as a whole, but your boy Don would dumpster dive when he was a millionaire. He would like dumpster dive you gotta bread. Yeah, he he did have he, Don. I I didn't meet Don, obviously, but like <laughs> from the documentary, he gave me really cool guy vibes. Like <laughs> the whole being rich and still wearing like the same shit. Like if I was rich, I'd be Don. I'd wear the same shitty outfit, 
I'd still be doing like wild <laughs> shit, <laughs> like flying a plane without a license. Like I'd be on my yeah, wild I, shit. I'd still be like eating old cheese out of the dumpster and getting like leaky gut. Um, yeah, <laughs> so totally. fuck it, I'm rich. <laughs> but um, I can go to the doctor, baby. <laughs> so I am. I am not casting aspersions on dumpster diving. Your girl here has dumpster do- dove a time or two. Um, back in the day but uh if i were a millionaire i would not dumpster dive i mean if for no other reason than to let people who do not have nine millions get the good shit out of the dumpster i mean just because that's how i am i'm very mag i'm you know i'm very magnanimous um (laughs) you know that's just how i roll but um no i actually i uh <laughs> I, I can't remember his last name. It's it was Lewis. Don, Don Lewis. Don Lewis. Oh, see, that's such a cool slick name. I gotta Rip tell you, though, real one. I this is probably an unpopular opinion, but you know who I also didn't like in the show? His ex-wife and his two daughters, because they're like so mad at Carol, and and it's like, dude, this she, guy cheated on you your entire marriage, like. I mean, and, and she was so, cool with it. <laughs> and it's so crazy because it's like, because it's like, I, I it's just. It like, was an open relationship. It's just you're, like I. My mom. Like your your dad was an asshole, and <laughs> I, I mean I don't know. Like I'm sorry that his wife got the jump on you and like took all of it, took all of your money, but. I, I don't mean, think it's that she took the money. I think it's that she fucking killed him. <laughs> him though this is what i want to know it, there's him? i feel like she just she did kill him and i don't think like i don't think she fed him to the tiger well maybe she fed parts of him to the tigers but i do think she killed him something like shot him or something yeah i i mean i will say this even though there is no physical evidence i mean when someone dies they when someone is killed they are usually killed by someone that they know like stranger crime is very rare actually so when when someone dies it is unfortunately usually their husband or in this case wife um although many more men uh kill their wives than vice versa um yeah uh, dudes rock <laughs> they do not rock you do not yeah, have to hand it to them a, a disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer: <laughs> Murdering um, your partner, not I, very rock and roll. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> kill do yourself. It. That is extremely rock and roll. Jimi that, Hendrix did it. Kurt Cobain did it. Kill yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit is lit. I mean, yeah. I I have to say though, I this is I said this to my I said this to Melly, my wife. I was like, I was like, you know, I don't know if I think Carol killed him. She probably did. Is it wrong that I'm like happy for her that she got the jump on him because he was definitely an asshole. Like he definitely was gonna leave her. Like like he was gonna screw her over, you know. And I I feel like he was an abusive guy, and and I don't think people should shed like too many tears for him. Um, I definitely don't think Carol would kill her current husband. I think she no very much. Um, yeah, they they're made for each other. They, no, I think, I mean, that wedding picture was very weird. Um, 
I'm but just sad that Nanlus is dead because it's one less cool dude. <laughs> like there's there's not a lot of cool like there's not a lot of rich people I'd like to hang out because they're all fucking losers. But like <laughs> my man Don was <laughs> on one. Like if I if I had to meet one, like people want to meet like people want to hang out with fucking like Elon Musk or like oh no those Fuck fucking losers. And it's like no like at least my man my man Don was like out here collecting tigers. Flying planes without a license, dumpster diving, <laughs> dumpster diving doing <laughs> yeah, like doing wild shit that I appreciate. <laughs> like yeah, no, I I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, um, I I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty old fashioned. Like I, you know, um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, certainly Carol was not okay with him um with him doing like the the cheating right so like the first wife might have might have been okay with it or or put up with it but you know when he would like go out you know when he would run around um as they as they say uh you know but um yeah i was just polyamorous before we had a term for it (laughs) um i am a monogamist myself um, I, I have been very clear about the fact that, um, polyamory would never, ever work for me. Um, even if I were not married, married to my wonderful and amazing wife, even if Melly and I had never met, polyamory wouldn't work for me because I'm way too lazy. Like I am too, <laughs> I mean, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. I thought you were going to say something about like. Because I think when you're in love with someone or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, listen, that's true too. But I, I just wanted to say like as a baseline here, right? Just, on, just, just like on the most selfish terms. You're just too on lazy. the most selfish baseline terms. I am far too lazy to be Polly because I struggle to communicate with my wife now, right? Like, like I... I don't tell her things, not maliciously at all, but just because I forget like all the time. And so my entire, like my whole marriage is just a constant, my wife being like, did you forget to tell me something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like, I just absolutely do not have it in me to do the kind of communication that healthy polyamorous relationships require. There's no way. Um, I'm also Um, a jealous bitch um yeah that's that's my thing like i am extremely sensitive and i'd be like what the fuck how come they get the large portion of chicken (laughs) like what the fuck does that mean it's true like i and it was really funny because one time melly was talking to like a person that she knew who was who is polly and made the point that she was just like yeah like carly says like like carly you know like says like she's way too jealous to to be you know, in a poly relationship. Um, and, and she was like, she said something like, well, sometimes, you know, jealousy isn't always what it, what we think it is. And Nellie comes back and tells me this. And I'm just like, no, I mean, I would honestly like, it, it is exactly what I think it is. Like if someone, if you were like dating someone else and married to me, I would like, I would like go to their house and scream at them and like, you know, maybe slash their tires. Um, like that's jealousy. <laughs> that's actually like toxic jealousy. 
Um, so, you know, I'm a one woman woman. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for that. So yeah, no, I also just, I do agree though. Like I, there's no way, like there, there's, there's no way that I would like, there's, I just, there's no way that I could like have multiple. Yeah. I mean, just being, being as being in loving my wife as much as, as I do and being in love with her as much as I am. Um, I moved to Indiana for her. Um, you know, <laughs> Indiana where dreams go to die. No way that I could like share her. Like I would just be like, no, not that like, I'm like, no, no, like not. And I don't, that's the other thing too. Like, I'm just like, like I want her to have, I mean, and she does, right? Like I, to be clear, I'm not possess- being possessed. <laughs> Like she has lots of friends. She has a whole life. <laughs> like I, I let her go out every every three days. She gets to go hang out with someone. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like I have to say this because people, because <laughs> you know, people get weird on the internet. You know, they, you know, they they accuse you of all kinds of things. Um, I think I think I this is a bad weird. episode, Charlie, because it. It shows people were terrible, were terrible socialists. <laughs> Why are we terrible socialists? I feel like there's too many people. You gotta, you gotta share. Oh no, 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 no. There's enough <laughs> love. There's there are so many people in the world looking for love, and there's someone out there for you. I mean, yeah, stay away from, <laughs> stay away from Carly's wife. Stay away you hear? from my wife. <laughs> Um, Fuck off! There's there's a billion people in India, dog. Go find go find love there. There's so many people, you know. There's so many people out there. I here's what I will say though. Um, if anyone wants relationship advice on this podcast, um, I really think that people do themselves when they're looking for love and they're like, I, I want to like meet somebody. I really think people do themselves a disservice by having too long of a list of like things that they're looking for in a person. Which is not to say that you should lower their standards. I know that's what you're thinking. No, no. no I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like all the, like I like I said I spent a lot of time online and like in some of the some of the IRCs people are looking for girls but they have like a like I don't know like there's like they have like their list of what they want and it's like yeah. what the fuck like, and you're like first of all. You got that's like this- has to be like created in a lab in like Palo no, like, like- Mirage in Palo Alto. Like the thing is, like, first of all, we're talking about Legend of Zelda, guy. <laughs> like, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing here? This is this is a this is the Breath of the Wild Reddit. <laughs> like, why are you looking for a girlfriend here? Second of all, you need to like you need to lower your expectations. I've seen your post. <laughs> like, yeah, you're no, not very smart. Like, I think, so, I, so, because, okay, so I will, I will use, um, I think that people just need to have, like, two base, like, two or three, like, basic standards. And my personal choice for these things is you should be with someone who is, you should look for someone who's kind, right? Someone who is genuinely a, a kind, good person, right? Like Unless you like bad boys. 
Maybe you like bad boys. <laughs> I like or bad women. Bad one or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then someone who is hardworking at whatever it is that they do, right? This is not about like, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get you a man who, you know, graduated like top ten percent of Harvard or whatever. <laughs> Even though if you, like if you didn't go to Ivy League, fuck off. Um, yeah, but you know, it's more like, listen, you know, I like like someone who is kind, someone who is works hard at whatever it is that they do right um in my opinion those are like the two and then everything else it's just like do you have a connection with that person right because if i had had a huge i gotta tell you like my wife when i met her was the director of religious education at a catholic church right i fell in love with a devout catholic lesbian (laughs) And I'm telling you now, if she and I had met on, if I, if she, if I had, if she and I had met on the internet, we, we would not, we would not have gotten together because I think I would have immediately like written her off. I think I would have been like, whoa, she's like, what, what is this? Like, she's like, a, she works for the Catholic church. Like, um, you know, what's that's feels, I don't know, like, <laughs> but you that know, feels suspect. Know, Right. We met in person. She charmed me. I charmed her. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times people don't give people a chance. Um, and if there's no spark, if there's no connection there, then it's not there. Right. I mean, that's fine. But I think a lot of times people don't, don't give people a chance and, um, and then they end up, you know, sad and alone and, and, or, or in like a string of bad relationships because they're, you know, look, looking for love and all the wrong places. Um, you know, and I think there's actually like a lot of good people out there that are, um, looking for their person. And I think you just gotta be open to it and you gotta, you gotta not have these, this whole, long list of okay well i want a guy who's at least six foot tall who you know went to a big 10 school um who you know majored in one of five to seven concentration areas uh who you know likes you know likes hiking but not too much (laughs) um but if you are that guy uh, feel free to hit me up so I can run your campaign because it sounds like you're a shoo-in for some position somewhere. Yeah, call, call Josh. He's not looking for a boyfriend. He is looking for a job. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's not going to do both, right? So yeah, if you're Joe Exotic type, don't call. Yeah, um, don't. I don't, don't need. Call. I don't need. I don't, first of all, I don't like cats. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> I don't trust people with mullets, so. <laughs> you know, he doesn't shit where he eats, so. Yeah, exactly. But he's not going to, he's, you, you know. I'll still gonna, run your campaign, though. He's not going <laughs> to be a candidate, though. Um, I think we're at a minute, uh, not a minute, an hour and six. So I know. It's been a long it's time. It's long. So, yeah, so this is going to be well, a long one. So well, we've destroyed our we um, <laughs> for the next year. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I, I will say that I I think this was very tame and very thoughtful, and I think that 
we are showing that, you know, we are proving to the dirtbag left that, you know, you can be, you can be fun, you know, you can be funny and make inappropriate jokes, but not be too inappropriate and, uh, you know, have like real empathy. Um, at least that's what I'm going to tell myself for the rest of the day. <laughs> Um, until I'm, I'm all down up. for. I feel like <laughs> I'm all down for like people being rude as long as like it, to me it's always like are you punching up or down because if it's that's, up it that's matter. exactly how I feel if you you know never punch down always punch up like if you're punching yeah. up I feel like you know you can say almost anything you want um, there has to still be a place for satire in this yeah. crazy world that we live in. Um, also don't take your twitter mention seriously like if you're a rich person like don't take your twitter mention seriously I know. Just grow up like what <laughs> it yeah um yeah it's just we should stop off. there before i start bashing a candidate just yeah log off log off i mean yeah you're an adult. I log will off. never log off, but you should log off. Not yeah, Josh. like cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is a thing, but it only applies to people that like are not in positions of power. Like you can't cyberbully a fucking senator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, if you have, if you have hundreds of thousands of followers, I mean, it's like. Every, like literally every everybody everybody gets you reach a certain level in this country and everybody gets hate mail right like you know everyone tells you to like fuck off um so yeah no if you're a senator if you're a multimillionaire, if you have a major platform you cannot yeah, you write get, for the New York Times. Right. You cannot <laughs> yeah. get cyber bullied by like Lenin Burrito 69. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah, not Yeah, someone real. that is like, eat my ass, eat my ass Biden 420 is not going to cyber bully you. You need to grow up. <laughs> no, you really do. And, and, I, and I have the authority to say this because one time when I was living in Chicago, I was walking down the street. And this woman asked me for money and I'm, and I'm ashamed of this because normally I will like stop and like look someone in the eye and be like, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash or whatever. Um, cause I usually don't have any cash. And when I do have cash, I typically will give people something if they ask me, but, to, but that day I, I, I just kind of breezed past this woman. Um, I didn't look at her, didn't respond. And, and I was with a friend and she, called back to me she was like fucking fat bitch and my friend was like oh my god that's so horrible I'm so sorry and I was like it's really okay because like and I'm not saying this to be shitty like I mean this genuinely like this is not me trying to do an own I was like it's really okay because like this one that woman like this woman is homeless right she's like having to ask strangers for money on the street every day I have an apartment and a job that I like and a bank account and all these things. So like, because I ignored this woman, which I actually sort of feel bad about, like, and this, that woman out of like, like that woman can't bully me. Right. Like I have way too much more power in the situation 
Like, it's just like, it's like, let it go. And that's what I did. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not going to be mad that a homeless woman called me a fat bitch because like, I like didn't give her money. It's like, put some perspective, like some perspective is in order folks. Like, (laughs) so that's, that is why I can say I have the authority to say by God. That's a good way. That's a good way to end it. Are a senator and someone says, you Someone's know, in your menchies. <laughs> someone's in your menchies. Just let it go, you know, because uh, you have a lot more power than they do. And um, your life is probably a lot easier and better than theirs. Um, and also, you should feel bad about that. You should do something about that. Um, and if you did something about that, they wouldn't be in your menchies. So there you have it. <laughs> I think that's, 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 that's a good. It. <laughs> that's a good line it's the what did you say get some perspective folks <laughs> exactly get some perspective folks uh, so carly thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank uh, you for do having you, me. do you have do you have anything that you like to plug <laughs> do you want people to follow you on instagram <laughs> on Twitter? uh i don't know um i mean yeah you can follow me on twitter at garden gnome uh the o is a zero um I don't have a SoundCloud. Um, you should tip your delivery drivers very well. You should tip them at least 30% right now. Um, and uh, be polite to essential workers. Be very, very nice to them. And give them money if you can. Like slip a, slip a five, you know, like slide it across the cash register. Like, you know, just take that. So that's be what nice I've got people. to plug. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and uh, hopefully you come back. I will be back. Okay. Bye. Bye. So thank you for listening to the last uh, episode of Tantide and Overwhelmed. That was the fourth episode. Carly, thank you so much, Carly, for coming. Uh, make sure to follow her at her twitter handle i'll add it in the description uh, like i did last week for arwa and devin and yeah thank you so much for sticking with it i know it was a long one uh so uh, sorry but not sorry because that was a very interesting conversation and i wouldn't cut it shorter <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, make sure to once again hit like and subscribe uh have next guest for the couple the, the next two couple episodes i already have guests uh, but if you feel like coming on, make sure to get at me in some sort of way and I'll make sure to bring you on. Um, yeah, thank you and have a nice week.